Welcome, everybody, to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Kali Adams, and I am joined this week and every week for episode 151 with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, that man who makes gaming looks good, who makes science look good, who makes STEM look good, who makes NASA look good, who makes Kerrigs look good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir? What up, man? I'm doing good. I, I make lots of things look good except for uh, NBA All-Star Saturday night. Uh, but you know what? We're having our own all-star uh, performance on the show like we do every week. So, you know, we're we're going to make up for those missed dunks uh, and those weak three-point uh, scores, you know. Uh, but shout out to Porzingis for winning the uh, skills challenge. Once again, the highlight of the Knicks season. Did Porzingis get be, it? He did. He, he did. did. So, so like a big dude wins the skills challenge again. Um, so... That's the Nick highlight for the season. Again, now back to the trash fire of uh, <laughs> of, uh, of uh, GM subtweeting your star players and uh, oh, you know God. all that good stuff. So yeah, oh my, we God. are all stars. I missed everything. I saw. I saw. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, so I love the dunk contest. The dunk contest is one of the things that I always pay attention to every year because I'm a huge basketball fan and love all that stuff. Um, but when I saw DeAndre Jordan was in it, I was like, this is going to be a terrible year. <laughs> I was wow. Like, I was like, you're yeah. too you're too goddamn big to be in this dunk contest. Big people don't win dunk contests unless, you're, uh, unless you do something extraordinary. And there are very few people who are that athletically gifted to be able to do that stuff besides Dwight Howard. So, so But Dwight Howard gave a lot of people hope, man. That's what I'm saying is like Dwight Howard gave people hope and, and now, now big guys want to keep the mantle you know they they uh, want to put put that cape on and uh, fly through the air man it's not gonna happen i'm just saying like deandre jordan did that one dunk over dj khaled and i was like i'm done i'm not watching anymore i'm done i'm out of here i have things i have things to do i have better things to do than this yeah honestly i was kind of mad that khaled wasn't actively djing if he was actively djing while he did it and not just snapchatting it uh i i would have respected that a little more um you know if it, it like like he wasn't even screaming and what what use is him when he's not screaming that like his strange. only use is to scream that, you know like if you're not if you're not yelling into the dj khaled abyss then you have no real purpose yeah. Now, 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 one one part that you might have missed is like so. Like, obviously, the NBA All Star Game is in New Orleans, right? And while Khalid was like performing, he kept saying like Miami, what up, Miami? Because like, he's from Miami, obviously. Wow. So he he just gets in his zone and just every place becomes Miami. Like it was hilarious. Like I I imagine him doing that everywhere he is, like in Arkansas. You know, oh, in shit. like uh, Portland, That's you know, in like the middle of the country. He's like, yo, Miami, I'm here. Yo, <laughs> everywhere. We everywhere and nowhere once. Anyway, uh, anyway, thank you to everyone who listened and watched the show uh, last week. Uh, we had a really fun time hanging out and doing all that stuff. Uh, but this week we have a really fun show as well. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to dig into. And let's just get into it. Let's 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 just go. Let's just go. Let's go. Um, so. Uh, there was some interesting times for our wonderful friend and master of YouTube PewDiePie over the past week. Uh, he got into some turmoil and some trouble uh, with his uh, video that he made that people decided was super anti-Semitic. And it's not a great look for him. It was a lot of stuff that happened. 
I think that there is some video that we have actually of some of his conversations this week. He came out with this apology video uh, that kind of talked about, you know, himself and what he was feeling and, and how he felt like he was not getting um, kind of the just due that he deserved and, and, and felt like he was getting hated on a little bit. So we're going to play a clip of that. We're going to come back from it, talk about it, and we'll be right back. Disney severs ties with YouTube star PewDiePie after anti-Semitic post. Now, basically, if I'm sure, you, as you already know, uh, the article came out from the Wall Street Journal basically accusing me of being an anti-Semite. I want to address the biggest issue first, which I think is the whole uh, guys holding up the sign thing. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it. It's been everywhere. A lot of people loved the video, and a lot of people didn't. And it's almost like two generations of people arguing whether this is okay or not. But regardless of that, I just wanted to reiterate that my intention was to just to show how stupid the website is and how far you can push it by paying $5. I am sorry for the words that I used, uh, as I know they offended people. And I admit that the joke itself went too far. I do strongly believe that you can joke about anything, but I also believe that there's a there's a right way and not the best way to joke about things. And I love to push boundaries, but I would consider myself a rookie comedian. And I've definitely made mistakes like this before, but it's always been a growing and learning experience for me. And it's something that I actually learned to really appreciate. And I think this whole situation has definitely been that for me. It's not a post. It was an attack towards me. It was an attack by the media to try and discredit me, to try and decrease my influence and my economic worth. That's what this was. These three. So, so we have, (laughs) we have PewDiePie who, if you don't know exactly what the incident was, he had spent some money on Fiverr which is a, a, a kind of online marketplace for people to do jobs and stuff like that. If you need some like custom graphic design work and stuff like that, or you need a video edited, they'll do it for cheap. And he sent out this call for, it was like, Hey, I have a sign that says death to all Jews, you know, make a video with you having it and, you know, share it and display it somehow. So he does that. He gets this video done. He gets the video back and he still produces a video with two brown cats. I don't know if I don't know mm-hmm. if they were from India. I don't remember exactly where they were from, but two brown dudes were like, "Hey, we have this video. We put the video up for you here. Give me my money." And and then all this other stuff happened. I have so many thoughts about this, but I want Reef. I want you to go first. There's so many things that I can think about oh, with this man. nonsense. I mean, so the first thing is just the idea of this. Um, So as he stated, his idea was, you know, like he likes to push boundaries. um, And, you know, his, what he said was that he was trying to, you know, his like point was to show people that sites like Fiverr that you can kind of get people to do anything. And that's kind of a statement of society. Right. But you can make that statement and justify any kind of malicious, <laughs> right. racist, misogynist, xenophobic. I mean, like somebody like Donald Trump could say that, like, hey, I'm just proving that I could say anything right. and then proceed to ban Muslims from the country. Like that doesn't make your, your statement 
um, you know, correct or moral just because that's the point. Um, so I think that the entire framework and, and the entire idea behind this is is a flawed. Yeah. Um, I also think the execution of it is flawed, even if it was a good idea, um, because as you said, the optics of him paying to have, you know, like this person who Forbes says estimate, you know, made $15 million last year, mm-hmm. paying to have, you know, you know, some people of color that are definitely not making $15 million a year, right? Uh, you know, um, hold up a obviously super racist sign just to make a point is terrible. It like almost reminds me of a really extreme case of uh, during South by Southwest when they got those homeless people and oh, they put yeah. like Wi-Fi things on them. Yeah. You know, like it's just like it, it's 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 like totally punching down and it's using your power to exploit. Um, and so like though those two things are bad enough. Um, and I think that it's even worse because his apology is totally like a kind of I'm sorry you're offended by what I did apology, totally pushing the responsibility for it on people for being offended as opposed to him actually realizing that he did something wrong. Now I'm saying that even though he did say that he feels like he went a little far, he said that, but then he spent the gross majority of the rest of the time (laughs) talking about how like uh, people are offended too easily and that this is old media's way of like, trying to devalue my net worth and like they're like scared of like us new like youtubers so i feel like he it almost sounds like he threw that one thing in to shut people up but that wasn't really the focus of what he said so i thought top and down this is like a mess and i mean it's just another reason why i I just i just can never rock with this dude i mean he he just Mm -hmm. He just will say or do anything and then completely absolve himself of responsibility of the repercussions of it. And unfortunately, he has a lot of fans and a lot of brands that are willing to pay him money to do that. Yeah. Um, and that I think is kind of a sad state of affairs um, for you know what you can get away with um, on mediums like YouTube if you're white. yeah so yeah so so that so it's interesting because i was i've been talking about this for the past week and i'm sure i come off as like a hater and a half when it comes to all this stuff because it's like this dude is like the biggest dude on youtube and it's all a whole bunch of other stuff but it was like really interesting to parse it out and like there's so many layers to it yes there is the layer of like punching down uh i was tweeting about this all week last week because i thought like people are giving him a, a, a really interesting pass where they're not just talking about this as like, well, you talk about video games and you have a whole bunch of stuff that you people look at and, and all this stuff. And no one used the word dangerous. And I thought mm. that that was interesting was because putting giving like in the political climate in which we live and even just thinking about it historically. Right. You like you have two brown dudes. Who did take this job? They like they took they took the Fiverr uh, job off the site. And right. like, we'll do it, right? They took that job and they were like, "All right, cool, so we'll do it." But like, he knew when he got that stuff back, like he got the video back and decided to still produce a video yep. with that imagery in it, with the world in which we live. With it's just like, hey, brown people, you know, we know what it looks like when you'd have the conversation about. Uh, Islamic terror 
and 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 Islamic terrorists. And uh, you know the whole uh, uh, conversation about the Middle East conflict that's been going on forever. There are like so many layers to how shitty this was that it really didn't make me. I was like so upset because I was like, no one's saying that this was a dangerous thing. Like for those yeah. people, for you know, inciting hatred or not, in, not even inciting hatred, but like letting hatred ride, like letting it rock. And the and the crazy thing is like it felt like the conversations where. And this is this maybe is a stretch, but it did feel like this in my in my in my heart and my soul, where it's like, uh, you you let young kids, young, young black kids aren't allowed to be kids, but like mm-hmm. white kids, you can be you can be a grown ass adult, but they'll still treat you like a child. Yep. And I'm like, you're 27 years old now, mind you, you started this when you were 21, and you've been doing this for a long period of time. So like, you and your audience have grown up together at this point. So you're all pretty much in that 18 to 35 demographic and you all should be you all should know better <laughs> like it's not a yeah. hard, it's not a hard thing to to wrap your brain around he had a really he had a couple of things that i that i wanted to poke at that were in the conversation in his video too he was like one uh i don't have any managers i, don't, I do all this stuff i'm a self-made person i did all this by myself which was interesting because um there was another video that came out from markiplier uh, where he basically defended uh, the want for people to be respected, even if you don't like their material or if you don't like their their work, just respect people, and you know things will things will work themselves out. I was like, what about the Jews? You didn't respect the Jews when you put that when you put that video out there. Oh, it's 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 all for comedy, man. You know, he's just trying to make a joke, and it's your fault for being offended. How do you how do you not get my joke? Like, it's a really interesting thing. So you have that part of the conversation. <clears throat> you have the the interesting parallel that's happening now where he rally, he's been rallying against the, the press a lot, which has been interesting because we have the president that is doing that and basically won his presidency on that, on one of those foundational points. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see those things be paralleled. It was funny to go through some of the comments and some of the videos. I think it was even on this video where the, somebody had the hashtag uh, f- ban the fake press, which <laughs> fake news, fake news, ban fake news, which is which is another which is another interesting thing, because it's like <clears throat> he goes and he, he says he says in the video that like, hey, I didn't know that Nazis were, were rocking my shit and really digging it. So I put out a statement saying what a- you know, so he says, I put out a statement saying that I don't rock with Nazis uh, and, and, and don't put swastikas in my game. But it feels like as a 27-year-old man, 27-year-old man, I say man specifically because it needs to be said. He's a grown He's a grown man. man. He's a grown yeah. man. To not understand the power of your reach. You understand it when you give out your stats. You understand it when you put out videos that say, I'm going to delete a channel. And then you get a whole bunch of hits for it. But you don't yep. understand that your words have power when you put out imagery that says death to all Jews. He understands it. You understand he, it. You can't not understand that. You can't play coy after the fact. That's fucked up. Yeah. And, and, and I think that the Trump point that you um, brought up is really a, appropriate and also applies to, you know, the fact that, you know, Trump can put out a statement that says, like, you know, I don't support, you know, the KKK or the, you know, or like that kind of stuff, which he did. Mm-hmm. After David Duke, you know, officially endorsed his presidency, but that never talks about why 
my presidency would be something that David Duke would endorse. <laughs> right. You right. know, and like, that's the same thing here. It's like, you can't do some bad shit and then put out a statement like, oh yeah, I don't really rock. I don't really rock with that. The The original statement is still there. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what you need to address. Like, like the root cause, not the symptoms. Like you can't just try to put a bandaid over something. And that's what I feel like he tries to do over and over again. Um, and it and, feels like he does it with the like, hi, I'm cute. Hi, yes, I'm, I'm, that's exactly hi, what I'm he does. And cute, and this is what I do. And if you don't get my humor, then it's a problem with you. And not. and it's also the, the the interesting point that we talked about pre-show was that one that you brought up about new new media versus old media. And I thought that that was an interesting mm-hmm. point. Um, of like yeah, yeah, I mean, I, each other. yeah, I, I absolutely think that you know, um, rightfully so. A lot of people that are YouTubers and bloggers and podcasters and, you know, even now, like, you know, Snapchat and Vine people, you know, you know, like a, like a people that exclusively use, use that media, you know, they always feel like they're not taken seriously and that they're not seen as, you know, as, as a, as, as, as a powerful kind of media source, even people like PewDiePie that are like rich, you know, and like a a lot of people in the news are not rich. Like just, just could you see their names on the screen? You know, they're not rich unless you're like, you know, Dan Rather or like, you know, (laughs) Katie Couric or like somebody, you know? Um, So like, I understand the chip on your shoulder. I understand feeling like you're putting in just as much work. Um, you know, I, I understand that point. I'm, I mean, we're podcasters. We put in a lot of work. Um, so I, so I understand, uh, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. I don't even understand what just happened. You got to leave that. Uh, that's great. I'm yeah. My, my, my girlfriend's laptop just started playing Katy Perry and she's not in here. Oh, that's so scary. I'm like either the oh, ghost scary. of Katy Perry, either, either we have a ghost that likes Katy Perry. <laughs> that's scary. I don't know. Shit. Um, or like PewDiePie done hacked into my girlfriend's like laptop on some watchdog shit, uh, <laughs> and is about to make things happen. Um, but um, yeah, I, I mean the the, the uh, main point you know is that if you do something, take responsibility for it. And I wish that these these brands and these advertisers also would take a stand and say, you know, I know you're hit, you're doing hits and stuff, but we cannot support this thing. It's like what we were talking about with the EA Madden bowl stuff during like last week's show. Right. Right. Um, it's like, it's like what we were talking about way back with like the Gamergate and the Milo stuff and all that kind of stuff. Like don't rock with people that are obviously against your beliefs as a company, just because they make money. Right. Like, you know, and it just, it, I, I just hate it that, you know, that's obviously not the case because I guarantee you that none of these companies that support him in their mission statement <laughs> would support something like what he did, you know, now, now I'm glad that Disney kind of severed their like ties, right? you know, and, um, and, uh, maker, uh, I forgot the name, but maker studios, I think, which, which I produced that like, uh, horror scary live action show that like he was doing um that they severed their ties um but guess what he's still making a crap load of money from a lot of other sponsors you know yeah um and that is just it's just sad because he shows no remorse as you said he's a grown man there's no excuse um people like that should not be the people that are representing you know for streamers and 
independent media creators. Yeah, it's the 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 interesting parts too are one the the, the brands that still rock with him, <clears throat> two the idea that you can just you can just uh, uh, apology things away, right. Um, also, like there was a conversation that happened uh, online that was about how a lot of YouTubers were kind of rallying around him and like in support, which mm -hmm. I thought was another interesting narrative too, because it's like, and it was a lot of the, the big top name, top name folks, right? So it's like Markiplier and I think some other cats and I was, I was t tweeting about it and I was like, I know that at a certain, at a certain level of stardom and fandom, uh, that you you basically you stop running into new people, and you start mm -hmm. to start, you know you know you you gather people around you who are in that same kind of echelon, and I'm just like the thing that he said about like I produce all this stuff myself. There's no one else doing this stuff. It's just me. Made me really think that I was like, who you need people who are advising you to yes. be like you need like the person who will tap you on your shoulder and be like, yo PewDiePie, don't put that shit out why did you put that out? Why did you think that that was a good idea and still go with it? Cause, cause the, the thing that stuck in my craw, honestly, before we, before we switch up is he would have gotten paid a shit ton of money off of a really racist and anti-Semitic uh, video. If no one would have pulled his feet on the carpet mm -hmm. and he would have been totally fine with it. And his he would not have cared. Fine. He would have not said a word. He would have been like, thanks however many millions of dollars I make off this video, even though it's fucking terrible and doesn't necessarily incite hate, incite hate, but it definitely gives the foundation for people to think that things like that are totally fine. I don't think it's a free speech, a free speech issue. Like people are trying to make this out to be. It's not free speech. He's, he's not going to jail, right? That free speech stuff is only government per persecution. That's all it is. <laughs> he is not going to jail. Okay. Yeah. But he needs to face repercussions for what he did. Like, yeah. And it, it, I, I disagree with you in that. I think it does incite hate. Like he mm -hmm. had to publicly say, I didn't know Nazis and, and far white people were, you know, were uh, representing like my stuff. Like he had to publicly say that because people were passing this stuff around on their websites and on these alt-right neo-Nazi stuff saying, yeah, look at, look what PewDiePie is doing. So right. he is inciting hate, even if it's indirectly. Yeah. Um, Cause he's an irresponsible little brat even though he's 27 years old uh, oh god it's, it's it, so it just it just makes me so mad it, it really does it's so that, frustrating yeah it, it just gets me mad that like these are the people that are the ones getting these opportunities um you know it, it just reminds you of how things are and like how much of an upward battle it is to have positive content um and you know and and like try to make it yeah. you know it, it's it's uh, so annoying yeah. Well, speaking of battles, uh, there's a game that just came out uh, over the past week or so that everyone has been playing. For Honor has been one of those games that is definitely kind of showing itself <laughs> to be a formidable challenger to most good games of 2017. Uh, we've seen a lot of folks talk about it. I know you've been playing the hell out of it. Uh, yeah. You had a, a little bit of a, a review for it, at least the campaign part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So for honor is something that, you know, I, I always had my eyes on because the uh, um, I forgot his name, but like one of the dudes at like Ubisoft that was essentially like the face of the game. He has this like 
huge beard oh. and like really loud voice and the dude was like at e3 just screaming about this game he's and i was awesome. like he's awesome I this have dude the show is real really i was like he is really into it so at the very least i know that this game will have a lot of passion behind it you know i still wasn't sold on it because it was you know it's an ubisoft game i thought it would just be assassin's creed you know just with more swords um you know but like when the alpha came out i saw a fighting a fighting system that really felt like a third person version of a of a two-dimensional street fighter-esque kind of fighting game um in terms of like directional blocking and like parrying and like understanding exactly what your subclass does and, and what the opposing class does and like changing your strategies on the fly i mean it's it's one of the best if not the best like third person melee system i've I've ever played with in a game yeah whereas every engagement feels like different everyone feels satisfying if you lose you kind of know almost exactly what you could have done kind of better and it's really all about if you can execute better than the other person not oh man i didn't put this like you know, five, you know, you know, 10 part combo in, you know? Um, So it really felt like, I felt like kind of like the pressure and the excitement of watching Evo, you know, where, where like it's two people that you know are great. And, and like, it's all about who's going to out execute the other in that particular match. Um, So like that goes all the way through the single player and the multiplayer. Um, But one great thing about these, the single player, which I was not, expecting is they actually make a decent storyline to connect everything through to make it feel like a campaign that's actually worth playing so it's not only that you learn all the subclasses and their abilities which is the main reason that i wanted to play like like the uh the uh single player first but like the voice acting like the cinematics there's even some like humor in it even though it's all about knights vikings and samurai fighting to the death um you know it's it's actually a pretty good job of a you know of a decent story i mean it's not gonna win narrative of the year you know right, right, right. um you know I'm, I'm i'm i mean it's not a naughty dog game or, or or like anything um but it is like pretty well done and i think it's worth it um i don't think it's a game you should exclusively buy for the single player like if you're not interested in multiplayer at all I wouldn't buy it, buy it for like 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I like the way that they sh- string together kind of like this, like epic war. Um, and like you actually start to follow specific kind of characters. They're like developed fair- fairly well. Um, and by the middle of the story, there were people I was rooting for and like people I was rooting against. And because you play, different characters on both sides of the of of the uh, wars you you like get like a sense of the motivations and they really kind of avoid like one good person and one bad person mm. you know um which i got which i really helps when you take that into the multiplayer because like you can choose you, you know any any person that you played in the single player is like also available in the multiplayer oh, as okay. well um so like i got i got more like a more 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 like ideas like hey i'm picking this guy because i fought him on top of a catapult and then we <laughs> fell over the side and i had to chase him through like 
the thing and had to chase him down on like a horse. And it just, it's all kind of really awesome cutscene work. Um, way more than I was expecting from the single player. I thought it was going to be more like a, you know, like a Titanfall one kind of single player thing where it's just sure. kind of like here, take it. Um, so um, yeah, man, I, it's, it's, it's a really impressive game. I think, you know, the fact that a company like Ubisoft gives a genre like this, like the triple A love and the resources, um, you know, is really refreshing. Um, Cause this is definitely different than most of their um, third person offerings. Um, and also one thing that I kind of complained about during the beta, which, you know, I kind of expected to happen during a beta was the matchmaking. Um, I was routinely getting matched with people that, you know, I've been playing the game, you know, have been playing the beta forever. Um, but now like the matchmaking works great. I never feel like there's just a team that just obliterates me. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's really good at teaching you what to do and it harshly penalizes your mistakes. So like there's, there's very few ways to luckily win a battle, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like it, like it, like if you rush in, you're going to get rocked. You know, if you try to take on two guys, even if you have great blocking, it's way too easy to just get destroyed. Um, and what this game has that the beta didn't have is there's all kind of power-ups that are specific to the classes. Like uh, there's a, oh. a there is a class that can like throw a like javelin. There's like a class that can throw uh, like a firebomb. There's like a gas bomb that, that will not only hide you, but, but it will hide the direction that your attack is like coming from, you know? So, so there's all kind of cool things that, that like vary up the uh, game. Um, And I've been really surprised. I think that it is absolutely worth 60 bucks. If you're going to dig into into both sides of it i think it's 60 bucks even if you just want the multiplayer um i mean it it is just a real big surprise of this year um and depending on how the rest of the year shakes out i mean there's a lot of heavy hitters that are still waiting to come out so like i don't want to speak too early but as of now like i'm I'm definitely kind of keeping it down on my list of like when i think of my favorite experiences of the year i mean this and resident evil are definitely on it um so yeah man it's 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 an awesome game and uh you know props to ubisoft i mean they've really been delivering some strong titles um in the past you know year and a half or so and i hope that it continues with like wildlands and you know and uh all the other games that they're gonna release for the rest of the year shout out to eric pope on the team uh and stone chin uh, over at ubisoft uh eric gave me some great tips after i was super frustrated talking about that the other day uh but mm-hmm. it sounds like you know you know I, I having seen so many people talk so glowingly about it i'm like i might just have to throw my money in i saw, actually saw a video on twitter somebody posted something where it was basically three dudes fighting this one guy and this mm-hmm. one guy like fought all of them off and beat them and killed all of them in like, yeah and i was like i didn't think like i knew that you could do it but Having yeah. seen it, I was like, whoa, like this system is way deeper than it initially looked yes. like it was. Um, and that to me is the kind of uh, rock, paper, scissors is is a cool part of that conversation. So it definitely yeah. seems like it's fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, though, it's way more complicated than rock, paper, scissors. Like, like I, I always hear people kind of say that, but yeah. I feel like that almost doesn't give it enough credit for the strategy and the depth of the fighting in the game. I mean, it gets really deep. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and, um, you know, to, 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 to your point about kind of like watching these like amazing feats, like a one person kind of like taking all three, this game probably has the best video tutorials I've ever seen. I was just I mean, about to ask if, you about if, that. if, if, if you really want to master the game there's like beginner intermediate and advanced things on like youtube on the twitter account and directly in the game itself Dope. and you watch them and you're like i had no idea you could even do that i mean there is such a advanced professional tier to this game that makes me hope that this kind of gets some like esports love actually huh. Huh. um um yeah i mean there is so much stuff i mean i haven't even gotten into these super advanced stuff but like i have watched a few of the videos um, for my favorite kind of uh, the uh, classes, which tend to be the uh, Viking Raiders, like what I use mm-hmm. the most. Um, and I mean, there's just a whole new level to things that like you can do in this game. And man, it it just feels like a game where, you know, I'm really excited with the beginner to intermediate stuff. I don't feel like I've mastered that yet. And to know that there's a whole another tier above that that I can also play, I think this game has some definite like longevity to it. Um, and I think that, you know, if if you're somebody that doesn't buy a lot of games a year and like you want a game that's going to last you, I think this is one. Oh. I, I, I think this is one that could definitely last. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a glowing. That's a glowing review of, of of kind of the beginnings of this game that's came that came out. It's, I'm excited. Uh, hearing you talk about it, hearing everybody kind of online get into it. Charles, uh, the CSLR, we have to beat him up because he talks so much junk. <laughs> he talks so <laughs> yeah, much junk. Yes. He's talking. Yes. We had a, we had a fight. And he was a. Uh, he was talking about having an altar for the dead souls of people that he took. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you got to be out of your mind. He was talking so much junk. So we yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to fight Charles for two things. One is, as, as you said, his like a shit talking. Two is on his podcast, Coins to, to Continue, he repeatedly derides Bioshock Infinite. He he he, oh. he 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 repeatedly hates on this game. A lot of people and says that it's trash. Uh, so I need to fight him for that. Um, and so the gentleman that, like I mentioned at the beginning, who was kind of like the face of the game, is named Jason Vanderberg. Vanderberg, um, yes. You know what I'm saying? He has awesome beard. He 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 looks like somebody from the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, so so uh, so he's uh, at the Dark Lord on uh, Twitter, uh, the underscore D A R K L O R D E. Nice. So uh, it, so if you want to tweet them and say, "Hey, I, I heard about you I spawn on me, man. Sh- show me the beard. Show me you the beard. Show me the beard, and tell him to come on the show if you are listening and you want him to come on the show so we can talk about the game. Please, I know he would be a fun a fun interview uh, for sure. Um, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to let you have some time to get some water, go to the bathroom, go get yourself a copy of For Honor. That is not a problem. <laughs> but <laughs> wow. take a minute to go do all that stuff, and we'll be right back after this. Mm-hmm. 
Hey guys, this is Milton, host of the Slavomy Gamer Podcast, where I talk all things gaming and nerdy, from anime to zombies and everything in between. You can find me on iTunes and SoundCloud at Slavomy Gamer. All right, everybody, we are back. We are back from our break. Yeah, so a lot of cool stuff. For Honor is definitely in that mix of like potential game of the year. I think a lot of people are kind of talking about it in that way. Uh, a lot of folks have been talking about it and like, hey, we may be able to get uh, some cool DLC out of that and also see how far that rabbit hole goes. Um, but a lot of rabbit holes are kind of closing on the PC side because Steam Greenlight is no longer a thing. Um, I know they talked about it as far as it changing up a little bit and calling it, what was it? Steam Direct now? Steam Direct. Steam Direct. Yep. So, so go into a little bit of that reef. Let folks know what that what that all entails and, and then we'll, we'll discuss it. Sure. Uh, so Steam Direct is going to be a new way that Steam is going to use to distribute independent games. Um, so they've had Greenlight, which is basically a platform within Steam that like allows games that are in early access, um, which are games that are not not finished yet um, for like uh, for like you, you, you'd actually access and sometimes pay for these games and to assist them on the development. Um, and then if a game gets like green lit, um, which means that enough people vote on a positive side for it, then like that game actually gets added to the general steam library. So like, uh, so like green lights in a whole different section, it doesn't come up in the general search. Mm. Um, it's in its own kind of thing. Now with steam direct, they haven't communicated everything about it, but I believe they are going to keep it in this bubble. Um, that that's, that's my guess. Um, but the things that they have communicated are one that like they are going to require that like uh, developers basically fill out like they're applying for, you know, for a bank account. So, oh, okay. so they are going to require digital paperwork, personal or company kind of verification and tax documents as well. So they did not require this kind of before you could basically just list your thing on there, you know? Mm. Um, and once somebody gets kind of through that process, then they're going to basically charge you an application fee every time you want something listed on green light. Huh. Um, so it's kind of following the model that like Apple uses for like the iOS devs where like, where, where like you have to pay a fee every time because like they want to make sure that their store, you know, isn't littered with, uh, you know, with, uh, things like, you know, say like the, and the, the Android and like the more like uh, free form places are, um, in the, in, in the reason that valve kind of communicated this like change is because they said that green light exposed two problems that they needed to address improving the entire pipeline for bringing new content and finding more ways to connect customers with the type of content they wanted. Um, and that kind of plays into two things that, sorry, in, into a few things that people complained about, which was that Greenlight just had too much stuff on it. Right, right. Like anybody could like list anything. And even though the other stuff didn't get voted up, it, it's, it's still clogged if like, you have a bunch of stuff that only gets one vote, right? Mm. So like what they're trying to do is make sure that stuff is only put on there that has a reasonable chance of actually getting added to the library. Um, and I saw a, a, um, a uh, stat on like a Gamasutra article 
um, by uh, Benjamin Lockman. Um, and it basically says that that uh, there was a, a, a tweet that said that there's 10,000 games on Steam, approximately. Oh, wow. And 38%, 38% of those games came out last year. Okay. Oh, just last so, year? Yes. Yes. Wow. So, so 3,800 games came out last year. Okay. And they're really, really trying to tone that down because they want to have a more focused pipeline of like games that are of a higher quality um, and, you know, and have a reasonable chance of actually making money. Right. Mm. Um, so there's a, a, a few things, obviously this is going to shut out uh, some developers that, you know, don't have the resources to put together the application or, or pay that fee. But the argument is, should they be kind of shut out because valve is positioning theme as, you know, not just put something out and, and like see what happens, which I think was their earlier messaging. Now they're like, don't put something out unless you've met a certain level. Right. Right. Um, of, of uh, quality. Um, which, you know, has its pros and cons. I mean, there's definitely people on both sides of the argument. Um, I tend to focus on agreeing with Valve in this case, um, because on the PC side, there's so many different channels that you can use to distribute um, content from like Itch.io to like Desora, um, you know, or just putting it up on your site, you know, or like in like a forum. I know Steam is the big dog, um, but I think as the big dog, you know, they should enforce kind of the quality of their site. Cause I really go on to green light unless somebody specifically tells me about something, because it's almost impossible to filter through and find anything worth anything because there's just too much on there. Um, so I like this. I think it's good from the user perspective and obviously it's good from Val's perspective because they're getting money, um, you, you know, and they're hosting bandwidth and all that kind of stuff. So, so um, I think it's good from a business 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 perspective and a user perspective. Um, I think it does suck for the smaller devs, um, but again, I think you know Itchio and Desora and these other places are viable alternatives that also have a great dedicated audience that can help launch a game um, and make it you know a you know a uh, money making thing as well. I wonder um, though. Yeah. I wonder if there is the, like you remember the the old school Nintendo seal of approval kind of deal. Yeah. I wonder if the Steam's you know like my game is on Steam, uh, has that same kind of cachet that it did before. Uh, like like I know it did before. Um, I'm wondering if people are now going to be feeling like they are now shut out in a way that is, you know elitist in some ways like it like yes it, it makes sense for valve to kind of be able to, to 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 cultivate and to uh monitor what games getting put on the service because they do have a a problem with not great games being on the service too i do wonder though if it does actually like really prohibit people from getting their games out on the biggest marketplace that you can and i wonder if we do miss out on some games that might have been really great like i wonder if you know, this is a, this is not the best example, but like in the Apple space, Flappy Bird was a thing I got pulled down because of copyright infringement more more than anything. But it was a thing that blew up and got lots of people to play it and lots of people to talk about it and all that kind of stuff. Um, a, you know, a game of that ilk 
uh, on the PC side that might have been able to bubble itself up. Um, maybe won't be able to get there because of like the developers just didn't have enough money to yep. get their stuff there. So I wonder, like you said, Ichio and, and Disora are, are great places uh, for games to be shown and to, to be uh, to, to live. But I think that it will definitely we, we may miss we may miss a really great game that that just didn't I get agree. enough love. So um, we'll see how that turns itself around. I don't know how much uh, I don't know what prohibitively expensive is to you know early game devs or to game devs specifically like i don't know what the threshold is if you would ask most devs of like hey 50 bucks is way too much for me to spend or 100 bucks is way too much for me to spend to do the paperwork stuff um that'll be a good question to ask when i'm at gdc but yeah yeah so the interesting thing is that valve said that they sent a survey out to a bunch of of developers and studios about that fee Mm-hmm. And they said that they got a range of responses from as low as 100 to as high as $5,000. Huh. That's so they said, so, uh, so uh, they said that they're looking to gather more feedback before selling on a number. And, and, and yeah, you're absolutely right. I think GDC is definitely going to be a place where they are gathering that feedback. And I think this is going to be a definite buzz at GDC um, from the indie devs there, because yeah, if they choose to go with something, closer to that thousand dollar mark then yeah. holy crap like yep. that that's that's gonna th- now that that i would be more more more, more negatively about oh uh, did they talk about anything about possible like revenue sharing uh they did not because i know epic um, i know epic has a certain thing like hey you can use our tools and then if you if you i think if i'm not mistaken if you make over a certain amount of money with that game that you've made with the tools that they want to cut or something to that, something to that extent. But I wonder if steam is like, Hey, you know, we, we already get a cut off the top. Do we want more? Uh, or something yeah. Like that? Yeah. I, I would hope if you're paying the fee that, that uh, <laughs> it would not be right. Um, but you're right. You never know. I'm, I mean, they could totally be really saying like, yo, we really only want the top, top quality. Right. And that I think would be super negative. Um, at the same time, it might, you know, boost up Ichio and Desora, but yeah, I think that, but, but like, yeah, I I don't think valve should be trying to freeze people out like that. I mean, I, I do like them adding a fee, um, but not an exorbitant fee, like thousands of bucks per, per title, I think would just that, that would cut out too many people. And as you said, I think it would kind of like, you know, um, decrease the chance of those like, you know, kind of smaller games catching fire through like a word of mouth um, and like being able to easily be distributed through Steam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a conversation that I'm going to be having. So check out the show once GDC comes around. That's in a couple of weeks, actually. Uh, So Mm -hmm. check back here for some more conversations about that because that'll be something I'll definitely be asking folks on the ground. Um, talking about catching fire, catching fire is what happens when you steal shit. <laughs> thief, you're a thief. You're a thief. You're a thief. So the Nintendo Switch got um uh, a little bit of extra love last week uh, because some switches got found in the wild. I'm not talking about the ones on trees. We're talking about the ones with Joy Con <laughs> in the jungle. In the jungle. In the mighty jungle. Uh, the Switch sleeps tonight. No. Um. <laughs> So, so there were some videos that got leaked out uh, because some folks got their switches early, 
uh, some videos about the UI got put out there because people were super excited about that. People just kind of want to see they did their unboxings and stuff like that. But it seems like some of those switches that people got early were stolen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is like I a mean, deal. Yeah. So first of all, I want to formally apologize to any person over the past, I guess, 15 years that I have made fun of <laughs> for watching unboxing videos. Uh, you watched I it. sat there you watched it. and watched a seven minute unboxing video of nothing you know pulling out the cords putting them up to the screen unreasonable i sat and i i cannot believe i did that but i did it so i can no longer make fun of unboxing people i've become one of you i'm happy okay? i have not still i've still not I, watched an unboxing video i, I sat there i was like completely quiet <laughs> like it was so bad it was so bad it was so bad you know it um, was like he was like this Ooh, look yeah at i was I was watching them rotating an HDMI cable. Like, what am I doing? Oh, like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what, 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 what I was doing. But um, yeah. So basically, last week, a uh, person on a NeoGaf named Hip Hop the Robot said, you know, hey, here's a photo of my Switch. And like, everybody was like, are you pressed? He was like, no. <laughs> did did you steal it? He was he was like, no. He he said, hey, I had a pre-order. For some reason, I have it early. I have no idea why. So like, there was a conversation about whether he should post photos or like videos. So he got convinced to post a video of him going through the UI, which, you know, no one had ever seen really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to show the like setup, obviously he didn't have any games, so he couldn't kind of show that. And the uh, eShop isn't live until it launches. So he couldn't really dig into it. But like, he also did like a unboxing video, which I guess he reboxed it and unboxed it. I, I have no idea. But I want reboxing videos to become a thing now. <laughs> the rebox, re- re- rebox. Um, yeah. Um, so after that, like Nintendo made a statement that like uh, said that Nintendo has determined these units were stolen in an isolated incident by employees of a U.S. distributor, with one system being illegally illegally resold. The individuals involved have been identified, terminated from their place of employment, and are under investigation by local law enforcement on criminal charges. So Hip Hop the Robot, you know, he said that he was not the one that like did this, that he just showed up and he had a uh, pre-order. Um, but there still was a conversation as to say, if you did get something that you know was illegally obtained or that was not supposed to happen, should you still cover it? You know, and I think that this happens a lot. Like I remember there was a reporter, I forgot her name, that got a copy of the of the PlayStation 4 Slim, like right. before Sony announced it. And she just had one and she did a video on it and was basically like at the beginning, like Sony, please don't sue me. I got this. I'm a journalist. I didn't steal it. Um, you know, and like a lot of people were giving her heat because like they were like, oh yeah, you know, like Sony didn't announce it yet and you're going to damage their marketing plan and their reputation. And like her response was, I'm a journalist. Like I don't care about their marketing plan. You know, like I'm here to give information to readers, you know? Um, so, so like I, I, I thought it'd be good to have a conversation on that because, you know, I think if I got something, if I was like hip hop, the robot and I got something that I thought they just made a mistake, I'd be perfectly fine with it. Right. If like, if, if, if like somebody said, yo, I stole this off a truck, put this on your website, I probably would 
I would definitely go back and forth. Um, it would definitely be more of a thing, especially if I was part of something that depended on exclusives and like yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. If I was a part of a major one, I probably would run it. I mean, like I would run it past the editor and all that kind of stuff, but I would probably be under pressure to do it. Mm. Um, but it would be a tough decision. And, and I'd, I I don't want to be like, oh, I'll be the good guy and always return it because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm just being real. Like, you know, if if I got something, if I wasn't the one that broke the law, but if I got it from someone that did break the law, yeah. I don't know. I I think it's more nuanced than you know I would like it to be. So, what what are, what are like your thoughts on if like you got something that you know that you knew was kind of you know not gotten in the right way? Would you still feel comfortable talking about it? And like, even like kind of officially putting like photos and videos of stuff on it. It's hard because like, so we, we get stuff under embargo all the time. Like yep. our show gets review copies for stuff and we, we get asked to, to not share information often about the stuff that we know about stuff that's coming up or stuff that we will possibly get to play and all that stuff. So <clears throat> It would be different if, you know, four, four or five years ago before, you know, Spawn Point Blog started and all this other stuff started that I would have been like, oh, freak that. Whatever. I got that joint for free. <laughs> it was mine. I It fell off the truck. It fell into my hands. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a little bit different because I, I there are like relationships tied to those right. those things happening. And, and a lot of that stuff is not a good look on us as a brand and us as, as, as journalists. I put, a, I put that in air quotes. Um but it's like that person who got that switch, I don't I don't begrudge them for doing what they did. They're fans. Like they're excited for it. They wanna they right. wanna help build buzz too. Um, you know, I, a thing that used to happen when I was back in the Bronx, I miss mom and pop shops where people used to break in used to break street date. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't mean yeah. that it doesn't mean that I'm gonna go and stream it. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna go and write a piece on it. I may take notes while I'm playing it offline right. and no one can see me. I'll definitely be right. doing that so I can have myself ready day one. But it would I, I do have a different level of respect now for the mechanisms that, that make the gaming industry work, right? So it's like seeing how much work it takes to get a PR um, um, blast together and get a, a marketing campaign together. I do now have a lot more uh, want to kind of hold back on certain things uh, because I feel like it does. It, it is a lot of work to, to get those things together, to like build all that stuff up for months and for years and like get all your stuff in uh, eggs, uh, eggs in, in one basket and lined up so that you want to be able to get that information out in the right way. Um, so, yeah, it's a hard deal. Like I, I if it was illegal. I probably wouldn't take it because anything that's illegal, black people yeah. go to jail. Uh, <laughs> or legal. Or legal. <laughs> I have my hands up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I'm just weary of law enforcement, anything that has to do with anything illegal, even more so. Uh, yeah. But I don't begrudge that person for doing that. I begrudge them more for taking for doing an unboxing video than I do for actually taking the thing. <laughs> and I and I watched it, man, completely you're an silent. You're an enabler. I was. It was. It was like I was at a church. I was completely silent. I was sitting there. I might have dressed up. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm I might have put <laughs> put on my Sunday's best. You had you had your you Nintendo know? hat on. Like, <laughs> my it. Luigi hat Luigi on and hat a suit. <laughs> but, but I guess I guess my my question is for you is. 
even with that information out there, did it did it do anything extra for you as a person who's like really excited for it? Did it? Oh, it absolutely did. Yeah, because I, I mean, no one has seen the UI the UI for this system, and not that you ever make a console purchase based on UI, right? But because Nintendo <laughs> is being so unnecessarily cagey about things that you know that I don't understand why they're cagey about it. It's a hologram. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's 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 like the girl from the ring comes out and picks your game. Like I don't know. That would be dope. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it was it was you know it, it felt cool, especially because like Nintendo's UIs have notoriously been sluggish and just you know not really good. So like it was good to see like a smooth, updated, um, fast responding kind of UI. I think it would have been positive press for them if they just put this out themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like yeah, yeah. Like they already have tons of videos on the hardware and on the software. Like why not to show the UI? So it's almost a problem they made for themselves to me because yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, because like, I think if the UI was already out and this guy posted the video, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal, mm. you know? Right. Um, mm. But so what was also interesting, I thought was the follow through to this was as soon as this guy's vit, 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 vit video came out, I saw a Giant Bombs Nintendo Switch kind of video drop on like 1-2-Switch. Uh, um, I saw Brian Altano post this like video of his Switch next to a Wu-Tang Clan PlayStation controller. So, so these are already, uh, so people already in, have them. In the IGN, yes, people have had it, but no one has said anything. Uh, but like once this dude did, everybody else started dropping their uh, stuff. So like that was kind of that interesting thing to see how press responded to this yeah. was like, Hey, all right. Like I, like I know the embargo is still here, but you know, but we can't let this one random kind of NeoGAF dude dominate the coverage of, of this thing. So like, I, I felt like that was, you know, um, kind of a interesting side part to it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm excited for, for the switch, but you know, I, I just feel like, yeah, it's like, like this thing comes up every time. If like something, you know, I, I think it's different for a console than a game though. Like games, I think will, they'll always be early footage up and that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, if like somebody gets a Scorpio early and starts kind of like sh showing things, you know, um, I feel like it'll be this, the, the same kind of deal and the same kind of conversation um but i do think that you know as i said before if like nintendo was less cagey about some kind of things and this would have had a lesser a uh, lesser impact um yeah. than 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 it did well i'm i'm disappointed in you for not getting a switch early so that we could have dominated the coverage so boo you i know where off. where are these trucks i feel like i need like a, one of these <laughs> like like a gta maps that shows all the objectives and, and and just shows all the trucks on an old red map so I can plan out my attack. Well, you, you know? need to, what you need to do is you need to figure out a way to uh, Metal Gear Solid yourself into one of those spaces. And, like, <laughs> figure out, like, hide in a box and then be around other Switch boxes. And then you can, like, take a Switch <laughs> and leave. That's, that's, the way you gotta, that's the way you got to do it. I don't know. I, I want to Fulton out, like, one of those, like, Switch trucks. Just, like, put it just... <laughs> Uh, before, before we head on, 
Send it to Mother Base in Milwaukee. And then have somebody come onto your Mother Base and steal it back. That would be, <laughs> be so dirty. So dirty. Uh, before we move on to our last story of the of this episode 151. Uh, oh, shout out to the wonderful person who put myself and Cat Small in the uh, uh, tank. What is it? Oh, my God. There's a game that just came out. It's, it's on 3DS. It's called Tank uh something or other 3d tanks uh, tank thingy no it's not oh tank troopers that's what it is okay. it's on 3ds there's a tank troopers uh uh trailer that just came out a little while ago and me and cat were in it yay our names what do you were, mean in you were in it our names doing were in what it. our names I, well, I got shot with paint and then i got electrocuted <laughs> and then cat <laughs> shot me or shot somebody else and it was dope so thank you to whoever okay. that lovely Great. person was uh, in Nintendo Land who put our names in the in in the trailer. That was pretty dope to see that. I was like, oh That's snap! Hilarious. I need to get a three DS now. <laughs> I gotta get a. I'm on Tank Troopers. I'm on Nintendo side again. Yeah. So, <laughs> like they paid you off by uh, by like putting you in a game. Now, so now you're like, yes, yo, I'm getting a Switch. It is literally so easy. <laughs> I'm so easy. They're like, yo, they put my name in some shit. I'm like, I, I, it is for me. It is for me. Oh god. Anyway. Another thing that is for me uh, and for you and for everybody else at home is Resident Evil. Resident Evil, holy crap. How good is that game? I know you finally finished it. You finally got through the through the end of it. Um, I, know I did. I know we're not going to talk too many spoilers, but, or do you want to talk spoilers? I can talk spoilers if you want. Uh, is, I is think we should talk yet? spoilers. I'm, 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 I mean, this is the last part of the show, so if you haven't played um definitely end the show uh right now uh but yeah 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 i think i think we should talk talk some talk some spoilers all right let's do it um yeah so um yeah so i played through resident evil um you know i i never played through resident evil 6 um i i tried though um i had false started on it a few times i just wasn't enjoying myself uh resident evil 5 i kind of lost enjoyment like I beat it, but I didn't have a really positive feeling after I did beat it. So like Resident Evil 4 and, and Revelations on the 3DS were really, you know, the last ones that I really enjoyed. So I was attracted to this one because they said it was not like other, well, not like the recent games. Um, and one thing that I loved about this game is kind of like how Doom was as well, is they kind of captured the spirit of it without like copying the original game mm. um, because, you know, they still have your classic herbs and, and they kind of have a form of zombies, but they're not really zombies called the molded. Yep. Um, and it's, you still get the same feeling of fright when these things are like slowly lumbering kind of toward you as you do with zombies, you know, in, in, in the original game or like in like any of the resident evil games, games uh, really. But the one thing I thought that this game was really successful on was the psychological part of it like i was so tense during this game <laughs> and the game does such a great job of giving you times where there's nothing happening but you think something's gonna happen yep. so you're just creeping through this house super slowly you're 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 like um you know you you, you can open up a door to like any uh depth so like you can just open it just a little bit so i'm like creeping through the door i'm backing up I mean, it it was so cool to creep around 
Um, and then that even intensifies the jump scares because like they don't pile them on. They're really smart about spacing them out. Like you know that they're gonna come eventually, um, but they also didn't overdo them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed the game. Um, one thing that I found out that I actually disagreed with a lot of the, the uh, reviews for was a lot of people were, were fairly negative on the boss fights. Um, and a lot of the criticism that I found kind of common um, over a lot of the reviewers was that they thought that, you know, that it messed up the pacing and that it basically turned into just like shooting a bullet sponge kind of thing. Um, but I actually thought it was cool. Um, I think that a game like, like Resident Evil, when, you know, when most of the game is you, you know, creeping around with not a lot of ammo and like having to choose to drop things and delete things, I feel like it's a good change of pace to have something where you have to kill something, right? you know? Um, and I thought that the boss fight, you know, that like, I got, I guess it, it's not really a boss fight, but the first couple of times that you come across Jack and you just have to avoid his huge shield. So, sorry, gosh, not shield shovel. Mm. <laughs> um, we're super cool, you know, because I thought I had to kill him at first. And then like the game made it really great by giving him a vocal cue that like basically said, like uh, your gun can't hurt me boy. And like that kind of stuff. So like <laughs> they didn't have to give you a prompt, like they didn't have to tell you exactly what to do, but I kind of figured out that, oh man, I got to run past them and see if there's anything here. So I found a key. It's like, oh man, I got to use this on the other part, you know, and, and he busted through a wall. Like, like they just did really, really well at the engagements with the big beds. Yeah. Um, and you, you you know like like the main fight well the uh, first fight with the uh, jack in the garage and the the uh, the uh, one with uh with uh dalsam uh <laughs> aka spider marguerite uh was like also dope i like that um, a lot that was a lot of fun yeah 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 it was it was it was a like, really fun right i mean that was a lot of the feedback was oh like I couldn't tell if I was damaging her and like it was like t too many bullets. I was like no, I was like super scared and hiding behind stuff and going from the top floor to the bottom floor, scavenging for like bullets. I could hear her giving birth to bugs on the other side. You know, so I was, was rushing like, past. It was I mean, like it was Strange the fight. It was, <laughs> it was like boomerang strange the fight she was like <laughs> <laughs> like birth and stuff it was dope yeah i mean i i don't know i i thought that the boss fights were really well done um i didn't feel any of this game except for the last not the last not the absolute last part of it but the salt mines i thought was a completely unnecessary level um that I don't think it detracted from the game, but it didn't add anything to the game. I thought everything before that added to the game. Yeah. And I thought that the ship would have been the perfect place to end the game. Like they could have had the big boss fight with, um, you, know, you know, with, with the daughter there. Um, they could have had the exact same boss fight, except she's bursting out of the ship instead of out of the house. Um, and I would have been good. I thought that the salt mine fight, the feedback I had about that was the feedback that people had about the the boss fights where they just 
fill you up with millions of ammo and like you just literally have to just shoot down molded you know the whole time like there's no strategy to it there's no like sense of fright because you're armed to the teeth and by that time you have a grenade launcher you have a flamethrower <laughs> um so like yeah so like that part i i i felt like you know it wasn't bad but i wish they would have ended on the creepiness of the ship yeah um yeah, so what, what were like some of your thoughts about the engagements and the fights and stuff? Interestingly enough, um, it was funny because I had read a couple of reviews beforehand, and mm-hmm. my favorite was 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 from Chloe Rad. Chloe Rad of IGN did a phenomenal um, review of the game. Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, and it was funny after finishing it, I was like, I was like, damn it, Chloe, this was so fucking spot on. Like she talked about how the molded weren't necessarily scary. Like they were scary at the beginning, but after you had your first or second, after you had your second or third encounter with them, they really didn't feel scary at all, which I, which is something I felt. They felt like more of a nuisance than anything else. Cause the family was the scariest part about that. Game. Yes. The family yeah. and their interactions and their, and their conversations and their small parts that they had with, with cut scenes and stuff like that was absolutely I wish it was just them. I wish they didn't have any other monsters. I wish that they kind mm. of came back in different forms and did yeah. some of that, which they did a little bit. Um, but it, like the like honestly, my favorite character out of all three of them was the son. Uh, I loved Lucas. I loved Lucas. Like Lucas to me, the way that they set him up as like the puppet master, the dumb puppet master. Yeah, which was really cool because it was like. Um, his sequences were like Saw, like the Saw movies. Yeah. And that made me, one, want a Saw game really, really bad. I was like, <laughs> if the folks who made, if the, the game uh, 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 directors and the folks who did these levels, level designers for, this, for these parts did a Saw game, I would buy that shit instantly because they were so good. And, then you, and if you play the DLC, you'll see a little bit more of that stuff too. I won't dig into that because that's a little bit early for that. But the... Uh, Lucas was my favorite. I loved the part with with Marguerite. Um, I loved the mechanic of the videotapes, of yes. being able to play the videotape sequences. Like you're yes. not just watching them, but you're actually engaged in it and playing them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Marguerite fight again was dope, but it felt really weird shooting her in like the monster vagina. That so that seemed weird, and like she'd like bend over in front of you. I'm like I'm shooting you in the asshole, and that felt bad. <laughs> What it did, it felt weird. I was like, "What?" Just like, it's like that was felt very, very, very Japanese in some weird ways. It yeah, was like that felt you know, and weird. and the weird thing is, I never shot her there. Like, like after I was watching like the recap yeah. kind of videos, I saw that that's what people were doing after I beat it. Yeah, I was like, "No, I would just shotgun her in the face." Well, you know, she, that's she, what like, I did the entire the time. Ground and like was like in a birthing position half the time when I was trying to shoot her. So that's the only. Oh no, I. I did. I always I waited for her to get on the ceiling and I shotgunned her off the ceiling and then when she fell on the ground I shotgunned her on the ground I just kept on doing that yeah um, was, so yeah but every other video I saw was was <laughs> was people doing that and I was like I never even thought of that <laughs> I wish that that game had more puzzles I thought the puzzles were a little bit weak um, I do think that the end boss was a little bit weak. I did like the the after the after, well the the ending sequences with the ship stuff. I thought that was mega creepy. And I love the ship. The ship was yeah. great. I was like, 
they figured out how to do ambiance in this game in a way that was so well done. Because um, you never, you always felt like that house was an entity in and of itself. Yeah. Like the house mm-hmm. was a living, breathing part of the, the house too. I will say I was a little bit disappointed in the, in the story that surrounded the Baker family. Um, okay. I, I think I wished, I kind of wished that they were actually demented and that it wasn't a reaction to the kind of stuff that was happening in the house and like the, the kind of usual umbrella stuff. Um, I did like to see that that was a cool thing that they added to, but I wish that they were really just some really bugged out family in the woods who did all this crazy shit as opposed to them being like uh, a science experiment. You know, they got caught okay. in a science experiment. You know what I mean? So, uh, so like you would prefer that they didn't have like the regenerative powers and all that kind of stuff that they were just creepy and did that saw kind of stuff that Lucas did kind of sort of like I like the fact that they had the powers because it added some stuff to the game mechanics like I wish and it would be hard to tie it in any other way besides the way that they did it but I think that the before like before you know that they have the regenerative powers you think they're just a really creepy family in the woods yeah you think they're just you think they're just um serial killers and that part to me was the most scary part because I was like oh shit I'm in this house with these people who are just willing to kill anybody who they see and that to me felt more scary as a as a commentary on just like human beings being being evil as opposed to them being this form of this regenerative virus to the to a certain extent which was which is interesting yeah but i feel like that took a little bit of the sting out of them for me yeah you know what what was scary to me was the first time you come across your wife um and you have to like fight her and she like chops your hand off (laughs) she like nails your hand she pushes you through a wall yep no as a as matter of fact the first time you see her in her new form she's like crawling up the steps like on all fours and then you have to have a freaking chainsaw battle with her i mean i was like i have barely any weapons (laughs) you know what i'm saying so like you have to time your headshots and all of a sudden you know, every once in a while she would just run toward you with the chainsaw and you had to move or else it was pretty much a instant kill. Yep. And I don't know if you ever got killed by her at that oh, time. Yeah. The way she chainsaws you and just looks at you like it's it was one of the creepiest deaths. Like it was way creepier than the chainsaw deaths and the other kind of Resident Evil, which were more like disgusting, I guess, than sure. creepy. Sure. But she just had this look on your face like she was just loving seeing you just get split in half. Yep. I mean, oh my God, like that part of it to me was super creepy. Like those early parts where it was mainly a knife and all you had was a pistol. Yep. I mean, man, that those parts I almost feel like should have been extended, mm-hmm. um, you know, because yeah, once once you get the shotgun, yeah. I mean, things start going down in one hit. Like those molded are like one, you know, one hit to the head. The only creepy ones were like the ones with like the arm like the oh, tripod yeah, arm yeah, things yeah. or like whatever that moves super fast. Yeah. Those are hard. To get. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, and then when they introduced like the really fast, like four legged ones and stuff like that. Um, but like those don't come until later in the game when you have kind of weapons, I can take them out pretty uh, quick. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, man, I, I just thought it was a, you know, really well done game. Um, you know, obviously there's some improvements that like any game, can get but i think you know if you're into single player um survival hard this is a no-brainer 
Um, you know, I was kind of hesitant on it. Um, but you know, I, I just kept on hearing so much about it that I dived in and and I'm really glad I did. Um, because it was, it turned out to be really, really dope. Definitely on my game of the year radar for sure. Yes. Um, I haven't had the chance to go back through it in VR, uh, which I am going to do because I feel like I have to. Whew, I don't think I could do this in VR, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was so tense playing the game. Like my heart was going all kinds of places. Like I feel like I would like collapse. I think that's the reason I why I did it. That's the reason I did it without VR for, first because I wanted to feel that tension. Now I can go through and know where things are going to happen. So I'll, I'll be ready for it. Um, but I, but I do want to see, uh, I will say one thing about one of the DLCs There's a DLC that's called 21 that if you mm-hmm. love saw, it is absolutely a must play. And they do a really nice. fun version of the game 21 that is demented as hell, but it's, and it's really dope. So if you get a chance to get the DLC, if you're on PS4 and the PC doesn't have it yet, uh, but if you're on PS4, play that, that joint is dope. That joint is super dope. Yeah. Um, so that is the end of episode 151. Uh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us for this this episode and for all future episodes and stuff like that. We have some fun stuff coming in the upcoming weeks. We have GDC coverage. Uh, we are still trying to see what the deal is with E3. Uh, we just put in our information for that. So cross your fingers for us on that end. Um, and we hopefully will have some other cool stuff and some more yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Also in like a few weeks on March 3rd, um, when I get my Switch, I'll be live streaming uh zelda oh um, great probably for the whole weekend to be honest oh nice. um you know so like yeah i'm, I'm gonna get it at uh, midnight you know from gamestop and and I'm, I'm gonna jump in so um make sure to pay attention to our social media um and the twitch streams and all that um for that yeah and look out for some stuff we, our, our friends over at gamertag radio have been doing some really cool stuff on facebook live and i i would like to copy some of that honestly i want i want to do some of that too and have some engagements and we'll see we'll pass the pass the account around and see if other folks from the crew want to jump on and talk to folks and, and and jump in there and have conversations about the stuff that we talked about in this episode and stuff in the future so that's the thing to look out for too uh and again you know check us out here on uh, ESN, check us out on iTunes, check us out on NPR One, check us out on the Small Point, small point Blog, <laughs> on Spawn on Me, <laughs> Spawn on Dot Me. Uh, you can check us out on, on our social media channels. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it. I think that's everything. And check us out on YouTube. We're here. Subscribe yes. and share everything here uh, that you see so we can get more dope folks like yourselves to watch this dope content. So, until then, we will say peace. We're up out of here until next one. Peace.